I've got a fishbowl of wine in front of me, so watch out. <laughs> oh, no. Sester. I'm going to throw, if I throw a ping pong ball into it, do I get a goldfish? <laughs> yes. You would get wine on his Dior, is what you on would get. On my Dior. <laughs> oh, Joe, you're wearing the cutest shirt ever. <laughs> Welcome back to It Was Murder. We are the number one heart-to-heart podcast on the internet. Still, Still. Uh, yeah, you, you can't you can't beat us because no one else is trying. I am your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. I'm getting kind of used to it. <laughs> I'm just ignoring it. Yeah. You guys put up less of a fuss this time. Today, we so have satisfied. the pleasure of... <laughs> Discussing murder is a man's best friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Another weird title. Yeah. Is that a man's best friend? No. <laughs> I hope not. Murder? Men use it more than women, I guess. So you could say that. <laughs> uh, men certainly use it a lot more on women if we really want to talk about this. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, uh, well... I have to. I get to start us out today it's with the Minute Max. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I guess I'm just not as invested in the titles as you. I'm just like, who cares? <laughs> I know. I, I I started caring more when Joe started rewriting the titles. It's just a so weird. There. I stopped caring more <laughs> when like- Joe started rewriting the titles because when I saw how much he cared, and I love those new fake <laughs> titles, but I don't know something inside me. Uh, <laughs> Had to look away. Got murdered. (laughs) And continues to look away. Uh (laughs) Anyway, uh, it's time for the Minute Max, where we try to sum up the plot of the episode in 60 seconds. I get to go first, which I'm dreading. Um, But I'm still going to do it. It's a simplistic plot, right? Sure. Let's find out. (laughs) Murder is a man's best friend. A doctor is making addictive dog food with his crazy lady henchman. Um, Max is walking freeway in the park when he is pulled into a test test for a commercial for this addictive dog food. Um, freeway eats all the dog food and then can't eat anything else. He needs that dog food, needs it, needs it bad. Uh, the hearts think it's kind of weird because he's super lethargic when he's not eating and it's kind of sad. And then they have a party for some reason and um, Stanley, fucking Stanley accidentally serves a can of the addicted dog food to the guests. Uh, and the only people that eat it are Deanne and the guy that owns the dog food company. Um, I think I can't remember what the deal was with him. Anyway, uh, they find the doctor and his evil woman henchman. The evil woman henchman beats the shit out of Jonathan. Mm. Um, they, Jonathan, they, well, Jonathan and Jennifer then dump them. Oh, the guy's in a wheelchair. They dump a wheelchair into a vat of dog food. <laughs> <laughs> you got there. The, the highlight wow. of the episode. I didn't get to plot plot, but. All right. Let's see if I can get to plot plot. <laughs> okay. I bet you can. Let's see. Okay, I'm just going to go. I don't have my thoughts in order, but here we go. Murder is a man's best friend. Uh, There's a scientist and his hot, very well-dressed sidekick, very creepy, uh, and they're making dog food that makes dogs crazy if they don't get it, and the dog only wants to eat it. Max and Freeway get pulled into the dog food commercial for the dog food that's called Dog It, which I fucking hate that name so much. I just want to say that, first of all. And uh, Freeway will only eat that dog food from then on. He doesn't get violent like the dog in the lab did so i don't know what's going on with the dog food they're so they're getting suspicious they try to figure out what's going on the one of the people that works at the dog food company ends up dead another woman ends up dead and they have a party to sell to like a viewing party for the dog food commercial that max that max and freeway are in and deanne and stanley are there and they think the dog food is pate so they put it on crackers and eat it and they go crazy and they the hearts just let them drive home anyways uh and then they go to the dog food company and push the guy the man who invented the dog food in a wheelchair into the vat of dog food and they both die i assume they both drown (laughs) and they both die (laughs) all right i believe i can do this i can do this 
I can do this. You can do it. All right. I can do this. Or I will do something starting right now. So the hearts are in the kitchen and Jonathan doesn't know what tofu is. And then Max and Freeway go for a walk and then they get cast unexpectedly in a dog food commercial. Um, and then the uh, commercial is such a hit that the advertisers are like, oh my God, this is so amazing. You should do this. And then the assistant overhears the evil plot where they're like, we're making dog heroin. And then she's like, oh my God. And then the guy who's the bad guy from Mammoth Jade Eyes comes in and strangles her to shut her up. Then um, they have a viewing party and the hearts let their employees and so-called friends eat dog food and they get super, super high because it makes people really annoying and it makes dogs really boring. <laughs> and then um, they, there's a bunch of crazy shit about wrestling that's kind of kinky with mm. Pat Benatar and the doctor. And then um, there's a bubbly laboratory and a bunch of crap like that. And then they kill the ad executive because he suddenly became moral. And then the hearts have to get chased and then they go after the people and then they do the one of their favorite things, which is push a person in a wheelchair into a vat of liquid. <laughs> yes. And Freeway goes to rehab. Just kidding. Mm. <laughs> Freeway doesn't make it to rehab. Well, I have to say, season two, Ellen is on fire. Yeah, that season was great. Season two, Ellen is just... All or the major am I on doggone it? <laughs> you know what well, we... You'd be crying or laughing, <laughs> if that were the case. I hate that name so much. Do you guys have Do you guys have a visceral reaction to that? Like pure hatred to that name? I have a visceral reaction to a lot of things in this episode. Oh, but a not, not doggone it. Well, that's just one of them. Ugh. And it's maybe one of the minor ones. But I was glad that you uh, referenced Pat Benatar for the henchman. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I Ruby think she's Brass. more... Brigitte Benatar. <laughs> I wrote sure. her down as Dracula cat person. Yeah. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of just, I'm just calling her DCP from now on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ooh, her energy is so what, it. What the fuck is that performance? Amazing. I love it is her. amazing, but amazing. what, like, where does it belong? <laughs> it doesn't belong anywhere. In a crypt. <laughs> this whole episode. <laughs> the candelabra. Like, we, we've got another Muppet Show episode. This is yet again mm-hmm. a, a children's episode of television that Major. they threw in dirty jokes to make it adult. That wrestling scene went on for so long. The wrestling scene was really gross. It was, like, it was such a long. Not, and not gross in a gross way. Like, it was kinky mm-hmm. uh, and, and yay. But what are you doing? Like, this is a children's episode. (laughs) For me, it was like, there's car chases and it's dog centric. There was a car chase for 10 seconds. And it seems like it was written in 1943. Uh Like, the director of of the dog food commercial? Are you joking? Yeah. That was weird. Yeah, it's not great. There were a lot of characters, too. Lots. Although I did like it when the cartoonish director... um, Weirdly calls for action. <laughs> action. Action. And then the scientist guy, uh, he, do you guys ever, did you watch Malcolm in the Middle? Yes. So he is the cowboy. He's like a Belgian cowboy guy. Yeah. owns a ranch that the, that the older oh, brother. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. When yeah. the older brother goes, yeah. And oh I loved gosh. him. He is so, he he's just. so recognizably. Yes. Like he's everywhere, right? He's great. He's great. He, and he has this energy. He's not an evil scientist. He doesn't have that energy. He has the energy of just the, I just love him so he's, much. He's got Karen energy. Yeah, maybe. He's got Karen energy. He's got a determination that can't be broken. Not the same just reckless joy, though. Him, I've, I think he's uh, just so... Having fun. He likes to wrestle has, with Brigitte Benatar. He's focused. He's yeah. focused. Um, what I like is that when you bring up his role in Malcolm in the Middle is that his physical presence to me is very... Not that he's... This isn't about weight or his body necessarily. He just gives me like a very soft, rounded, kind vibe. Exactly. Like he has mm-hmm. very, very amazing, like voluminous hair, which he still has, I'm sure, because mm-hmm. he had it milk. Like he just just gives off this cuddly is infantilizing. Cuddly. I don't mean to say it. He just no, there's just like a nice, like a, it's kind of like teddy bear. you feel like you could hug that guy <laughs> and and it's all good. Yeah. And so to see him doing this is kind of like, oh, because mm-hmm. it's a, it's obviously like it's there's the cartoonishness is ramped up, you know, this episode, like it's yeah. just up to the rafters. Oh, but insane. he he is so persistently sinister within that cartoonish yeah. uh, 
like Rocky Roll, and Bullwinkle and I villain. Love it. He is uh, his name's yeah, it's, Ken- it's very Boris and Natasha vibes. Yeah, for sure. his name's yeah. Kenneth Mars, by the way. That actor, yes. and and Dr. Cobb is who he's playing in this. Dracula Cat person is. Uh, Marlene Bes- Beswick, who is a Bond girl. Martine. Oh, she is? Martine. Yeah. Which movie? Martine. Uh, she was in two Bond movies. Actually, uh, I, if I'm, I might be wrong, but uh, she was in Thunderball and uh, From Russia with Love. Mm. But the wrestling thing is like an in-joke because in uh, From Russia with Love, her scene is a wrestling scene. Cute. Oh. Cute. That's so cute. I love she, it. Oh. It's um. So, you know, they get on the Orient Express and blah, 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 and all this crap. And then they end up in Eastern Europe, right? I think it's yeah. like <laughs> Yugoslavia. They're in Eastern Europe and there's a, a Romano gypsy camp. And the two women are fighting over the affection of, I don't know. And uh, so they wrestle. And she's one of the women, the gypsy women that wrestles. And it's a really amazing scene. They're hmm. wearing like red and green, super sexy, oh. not gypsy outfits. <laughs> and it's just... It's crazy. And then she's in uh, Thunderball. Yeah. She, where she plays a CIA agent and she wears that rad blue dress. Mm. And she kills herself. I don't Aww. know Bond movies super Yeah, well, I'm not a Bond guy. But the the fact that that's an in-joke makes it make more sense and I like it more. Because I was so confused when that was happening. <laughs> she, she's um, She wrestles with Raquel Welch in uh, One Million Years B.C. Like she kind of, she's oh, like wow. a, a B, had a, quite a, dis- a distinguished B-movie career. And I think that's a that's She's a like thing. the Ronda Rousey of her time. Uh, she's also in Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Jekyll and Sister Hyde. Can we talk about it a little bit? Uh, I have very little to say about it because I've only seen moments of it. I've never seen the entirety of that movie is it but good? i kind of want to <laughs> um i mean good it's a pg rated 1971 fantasy horror film okay so, but it's a hammer film yeah, which is almost all you need to know oh. i think if it's a hammer film it's worth it's worth looking at yeah um but it's yeah i don't know there's if She's it were amazing in it if it were italian if it were <laughs> yeah if it sure. were just yeah, extra sleazy I, I would be like mm-hmm. yes let's watch that right now Let's I, do an I think just on a it. few <laughs> little tweaks and it could have gone there. I feel oh, like totally. Martin Bez, what's best Beswick? Beswick? Yeah. She's Beswick. made, she's, she got robbed by not having an um, Italian horror career. It's I mean, true. she's just, she's just so gorgeous and charismatic. Yeah. And I loved her in this. And I, she was just constantly wearing the weirdest her shit. Her fucking tops. Like, they were what so the great. hell? Her oh. top in the park. When they I were shooting that. the commercial this. with that with woman's- the painted face of the mm-hmm. lady, yeah, that was so good. Like, yeah, incredible. And her hair was so good. Yeah, like she just looked really good. Great. She looked so cool. She was wearing a leather, I think, or pleather jumpsuit on the treadmill. Yeah, she's on a treadmill in a <laughs> Walking laboratory. Walking on a treadmill in a laboratory. <laughs> that's what that's the, the fuck? quickest way to signal that somebody is insane just has no fucks to give yeah. and that it's, they are cooler than you'll ever be they're literally yeah. so cool that they can wear a short sleeve <laughs> uh black pleather jumpsuit mm-hmm. no shoes in and a, walk in a lab uh, just <laughs> walk on the most exhausted looking treadmill ever in yeah. the history of while intimidating somebody film. right was that what they were doing what was that scene about um they were explaining to Dude from Mr. the dog food Davern. company that, yes, we are making this dog food addictive to dogs. And then we're going to move on to making human food. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. And then he becomes like one of the only ad executives ever to suddenly have a moral crisis. And he's like, that's, well, uh, that's moral. And then, then, you know, it's curtains for Ken Davern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even no, though- nobody seems worried about where, what happened to Barbara. <laughs> I know. No, yeah, like nobody's, she just nobody's disappears. Like, like, so... And nobody, nobody says like, if you want, do you want to end up like Barbara or whatever? Like, <laughs> yeah. Not even that. It's no. just like Barbara's just in season two has just a, we're on a tear of kind of like the murder disappearing. Yeah. She is so ladies. cute too from she was she, big glasses. All mm. the better to see test screenings with. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's like the PA on the shoot and finds Max and freeway and, brings them over and their interaction is just so adorable and she's also inquisitive because she's she's like 
Isn't it strange that dogs keep choosing dog onnets over the regular dog <laughs> yeah, food? Yeah, she's, uh-huh. she's a Jonathan. She's suspicious yeah. right off the bat. She's no dummy. Barbara's no dummy. No, I wish that they she had given been given more a little bit more of a something. I don't know. Not right. She's giving like a lady detective vibe for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of like a pre. Nancy Drew, Nancy yeah. Drew. Well, not pre-Nancy Drew, but pre the series, I think. Or maybe it was at the same time. She was just giving me a lot of those. And that yeah. giant comes in and just oh, smothers the giant, her. Who's, I can't remember his name. It's Ben Bates. Ben Bates. Is that right? I ben wanting, Bates. I always want to say Ben Barris. I'm like, that's wrong. It- that's our friend (laughs) (laughs) and he is not a giant (laughs) Uh, he is lovely though hi Ben yeah I know you're listening he has a a (laughs) giant heart yeah I love a normal sized man yes a normal sized giant Uh, I really liked seeing Ben again in this episode Mm -hmm. he was a former poke right is he a former poke yes Yeah. yeah, and he, but his close-ups were very weird looking. He's well, he's he's an he's an aged man. Yeah, weathered. Yeah. He's weathered. They just they shot him from a weird angle to make his head look bigger. He's I still, think. I think he's still very handsome. Like he's he looks he wears his weathered well mm-hmm. to me. Like it's like mm-hmm. yeah, that's you look like a you look like a guy that's been through some shit, mm-hmm. and, and you've come yeah. out you've come out well on the other side. Jonathan is clueless enough to start a fight with this man in a hallway where Again. there's an open <laughs> elevator shaft. Uh, that was obviously going to happen. Jonathan th- was thrown down an elevator shaft. That, that shot of the body <laughs> going down the elevator Oh my God, shaft. it's so funny. Really broke me. And then Jennifer <laughs> stares at the I elevator shaft, it. thinking Jonathan's dead. For so long, we zoom into her face for the mm-hmm. commercial break, commercial freeze break. frame, commercial break, come back, still on her face, zoom out. She's staring at the elevator shaft, cut yeah. to the elevator shaft, cut to her face, cut to the elevator shaft, cut to her face. So long. Her His hands come up, and she's still, she doesn't react. It's very weird. It's a weird moment. It was really bizarre. And then he crawls out and she says, I thought, I thought you, you fell, fell 23 floors. 23 floors. And he said, thankfully, the elevator was stopped on floor 20, which means he still fell two stories <laughs> down that elevator shaft. <laughs> Oh, I thought they were on 21. I thought they were tw- on 23. I thought so, maybe too. Maybe they were on 21. Maybe they were on 21 mm. because there, there's likely a basement or a parking level. Okay, so that makes more sense. So there you go. Because um, we were like, he still fell two stories. Yeah, that's still like, <laughs> a re- that's a real brutal fall. <laughs> yeah. Head first, mind you. <laughs> I mean, in the real world, it would be beyond legitimate to question why Jonathan would just throw himself at this man that is bigger than a lot of people in the heart to heart universe. But I think we all take umbrage with Ben Bates being described as a diabolic giant when he was in the man with jade eyes. Yeah. It's like, he's, isn't he, isn't he like two inches taller than Joe? Yeah. But mm, Joe yeah. is also a giant. I mean, Joe's tall. So I'm also <laughs> diabolic. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's I stand a, corrected. Yeah. Um, six, six foot seven is, is still, I think, tall but it's not it's, giant it's just well tall. but oh it's freaky right. freakishly tall in my opinion <laughs> if i see any i'm six five if i see anyone taller than me i am just in my head thinking what a freak they are because it's so Ooh. weird to see i just run at I, them and hope that they throw me down an elevator shaft <laughs> yeah. i feel that way when i see people shorter than me that aren't very young children mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like oh it always gives, gives me pause and then i kind of look around as if i'm having a moment uh-huh. I am. and then but, you start screaming so, freak <laughs> jonathan never would i ever in my head i am yeah, but exactly. in my head voice i'm screaming freak. Freak, um, freak freak actually i'm always just this is the moment i'm legitimately <laughs> having is trying to look at the tops i'm like oh can people see the top of my head like that and i'm like that's what i look like to other people that's what i look like <laughs> um which is weird but so jonathan attacking uh what is the, his character's name is so funny um, Mr. Cutshaw, Cutshaw. Yes, like yes. they refer it, to him Mr. very formally, Cutshaw. Mm. Yeah, so he just lunges for him. But I feel like in the heart-to-heart world, that's just Jonathan's stock and trade. Like Jonathan, like he he just doesn't even. Yeah. He he always dramatically pauses when he's chasing after someone, but there's usually not much of a pause right before he launches himself onto or at somebody gigantic or with a gun or you know mm-hmm. just 
So I, I would be so upset if Jonathan didn't attack Mr. Cutshaw. I just don't, I don't know if that was enough of a clue to go on because he had nice shoes on was what Jonathan was teed off about. His, his outfit was pristine white, uh, and Which means a, you're not. Jonathan yeah, knows done, about yeah. that. Well, you've done no work, uh, and then yeah. the shoes are the shoes were way too fancy, and but they he, were they were gle- glossy, shiny. Yeah, like, but then he just decks him right in the face. Yeah. Which there's always a moment too <laughs> he, with he which seems, know better, seems which, hard. It's so high up. Large men, yeah. they just stand there and get punched, you know, with from shorter men, and there's no reaction. If somebody that tall punched me in the stomach. It would hurt a lot and it would double over, you mm-hmm. know, that's not just being tall doesn't make you invincible to punches. No, but he's also large. I mean, <laughs> I guess Ben Bates is like his, he's like his swamp muscle. thing. Like he's, yeah. he's literally, right. he's literally swamp. Thing. Yeah. He's a monster yeah. uh, in television land. But they always do that with <laughs> bigger dudes where they like Indiana Jones does that, doesn't it? Yeah, you you were either impervious to punches or we're just really hungry all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we can eat anything. Speaking of, when's dinner? <laughs> Doggone it! Oh my god, I'm so out of like food that I want to eat in this oh, house. No. Such a, Maybe such a you bummer. should eat some dog food yeah and joe's like the lady at the at the commercial uh watching party she's like are there any carrots (laughs) yeah Yeah. okay can we talk about super high deanne goes goes no vegetables no vegetables (laughs) so there was there were there was the this this episode was filled with that 70s 80s hatred for health food and Uh. like the the audacity oh, that the that tofu. someone Hatred might want tofu? to want to eat like <laughs> healthy food, mm-hmm. um, which Torfu. is so funny. That's such a funny thing to me. That's a funny element of the eighties, well, seventies, and eighties. Uh, so that woman though, the woman at the party <laughs> who said, "Do you have any carrots?" Which is my favorite line in the entire episode. Uh, She's great. Who the fuck was she, and why was she in it? So her name is Keith Rogers, and she mm-hmm. was playing herself. In this mm-hmm. episode, oh. even though she is labeled on IMDb as Judy. And so it right. makes me wonder, was she in the dog food commercial or in a previous dog food commercial? Because she's there with the guy from the dog food company. That guy also, he had no business being so prominent in that the Hardy scene. It should have just been Dean De- uh, and Stanley. Well, he was there because the hearts, the hearts are gracious hosts. And they're like, hey, you cast uh, our manservant in your mm. commercial come come along right to this gathering that where was, we're just going to serve you cheese and crackers and it was to watch that <laughs> was disappointing a, that was a and wine there was wine at least it was a dog food commercial viewing party right yes, <laughs> yes it was am i yeah. wrong okay because yeah. that's insane <laughs> first of all no um, that makes sense to me that makes sense to me if i was so in a commercial yeah. or if one of my family members was in a commercial we would have had a gathering to watch the night that yeah. the commercial aired. We would have yeah, have my family too, and we would totally eat dog food. Have you guys ever been in any commercials? I don't think so. No. I was in, my mom and I were shopping at a sporting goods store called Sportsman Ski Haas in my hometown, and they were mm-hmm. filming a commercial, and we ski were- house. Ski house. House. Ha- ha- house. Sportsman Ski Haas. House. And we were in their commercial we're with- so Japanese, this, oh, this episode, Eric. House. Mm, really Japanese. Holding tennis rackets. So, but we didn't have a viewing party because well, we were- we're going to have one now, ladies no. and gentlemen. <laughs> we were very the humble. Ski house. We were ski Commercial house. from 1990. Sportsman Ski House. 94? It's probably something around there, yeah. I'm guessing. We were very humble about our celebrity, our newfound okay, celebrity. Okay, but who the fuck is Keith Rogers? And why, why should we know who this woman is? This was a very, like, pointed cameo- by this actress who has not been in a lot of stuff. And Jennifer even makes a point to say her name in the episode. And she's given one, she's like, she seems drunk. So I love her. She's just kind of threatening in this weird way. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm in love with her character. Oh honey, you her. should see what he I'm, did for I'm in me. Love with her. Just, she's just, just tossing off the, the zingers, um, but then she's just so cool, right? Yeah, she was great. She was so great. But I was mm. just like, who the fuck are you? And why are you in this? And why? <laughs> like, it didn't make any sense to me. It seemed like a cameo that maybe 
you had to be like very cognizant that week that it aired because she was actually in a dog food commercial or like, is she the spokesperson for Gainsburgers? Oh my gosh. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Know. That would be so great. <laughs> I I love that her name is Keith. She was just probably friend f- friend of the writer, maybe or something. I don't know, friend of the producer, possibly. She's she's a scene stealer. Yeah, she is a scene stealer. But this that guy a- looked like a very weird version of Jonathan, the the man she was with in that scene. Oh, I thought he looked like if you bought a knockoff, kind of already used Martin Landau. <laughs> oh yeah. I love Deanne. Mm-hmm. Still, I love Deanne's culottes and the fact that yes. she wore green ones with the purple blouse. Yeah, she looked great. Thumbs up. Mm-hmm. I also like awesome. how Deanne decided to play high, which was to cry. <laughs> yeah, uh, and she and also laugh. was and really funny. Stan- very, very Stanley looks like he's just seeing God over in the corner. He's just staring in the middle well, distance. I like that they were having kind of like a cartoony. Um, spectrum of kinds of highness yeah of kinds of cartoon highness right where stanley is catatonic Mm -hmm. catatonia Um, depression dan is like cycling through all of the the mood swings and the yeah all the laughing and crying and then um the other guy just he's sort of laughing it's like his he's just kind of terrible personality magnified like they've already established that he has a not fun personality. Like Keith has made that very clear to us through their interaction. Like she's just, just doing everything she can within her power to not roll her eyes. Yeah. So, so hard. So he just becomes more boring and more bad jokey than like, yeah. that's the, that's the thing. Dog, dog on it seems to have an ingredient that, like I said, makes dogs boring and it makes people annoying, but Ooh. it also makes the jokes really bad. It's like it, it, Makes you tell the worst jokes in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I am normally just kind of like, you know what? Drugs, like, let's, whatever. Like, just, just you know, legalize it. It'll make it safer. But for whatever the weird combination that makes the Mentos and Coke experiment happen when Stanley goes to Mr. Hart's office to tell him what he yeah. has not found in the dog food formulas, mm. it's like, no, I want, I want whatever that is to be stopped. It's not fussed. It's not fun. That whole <laughs> section, yeah, that was pretty boring to sit through. But also, the Hearts know about chemistry. They were in uh, Too Many Cooks or Murder. They know what chemistry is at this point because that was chemistry they were doing in the kitchen. And Stanley knows how to do presentations about food and yeah. food corporations. Yeah, sure but this this, this this presentation was very boring and stupid and he was he ended up saying chemistry is when you mix two things together and they become something else and it's <laughs> like who is this for what is this for why it doesn't make it didn't make any sense it was but, for the children it was written for in 1943 yeah and uh, then they threw in some fuck jokes also I want to say the whole pate mix up at the party was very much Max's fault. I blame him 100%. Leaving he, two open cans of doggone it on with the counter. the next labels to faced away. The the, uh, the the party crackers. Yeah. Platters. Bad movie. Anyone would think Especially that was bad. Especially if you're sending Stanley in to take care yeah. of this. Come and they're on. On, they're on human food plates. Those two giant things of dog food. And then he they even offer him some. They're like, Max, you want some pate? And he says, no. And then he goes in the kitchen and he says, we didn't have any pate in the house. And it's like, well, why didn't you think of that when they were offering it to you, Max? I sort of, <laughs> it, I like to eat pate and things that are similar to pate. Don't at me about the geese. I mean, like, you know. Dog food? It's just like meat-ish spreads. Yeah. Um, that yeah. are creamy and, and dense and you put them on a little thing and it's yum yum. Mm-hmm. I like that. And so for me, if I was at a dog food commercial uh, world premiere party and somebody walked in with what would be compared to <laughs> other ways that I've been served pate and, and you know, terrines and such, uh, basically like a gigantic, two gigantic <laughs> silos of pate. And you yeah. can see the I little would a dog freak food. Out. Like yeah, you would ridges. have to. You like, can see the can ridges, yeah. the little can <laughs> you would, I, Just the, the sheer quantity of that much pate, <laughs> yeah. I would just go bananas. I feel Ooh. like it wouldn't even be about whatever the mysterious 
combo make people irritating drug is. Yeah. That's not even a factor. I would be beelining it for that freaking pate <laughs> like crazy because it'd just be like, oh my God. And I would also be like the guy where he's like, where do I get that pate? Except I'd yeah. be asking because I'd be like, how do you get them that big? It'd be yeah. like Costco pate. Where do you get like, that much pate? Yeah. They're always I, I like I hate cat having food to pretend cans. that I've had enough pate when I order it. <laughs> You know, and I eat my little cornichons and I have like my three little pieces of toast and I'm all, mm, oh no, you take the last little knife. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm lying. You're really like, to just like locking in yeah. on every American struggle. The common man, the working class is like, I've, I'm tired of pretending I've had enough pate. <laughs> you are really... I'm Joe, I'm sorry that you don't uh, respect my very real problems. <laughs> Do you have any carrots? Do you have any carrots? <laughs> Are there any no carrots? No vegetables, only yeah. pate. <laughs> only pate. <laughs> there's no Dina, only Zool. God, there should be. Yeah. <laughs> when this is over, we should have a pate party. I would love a pate party. Yeah. Oh, I. Oh. Eric, do you not like pate? I'm not a fan. Oh, I'm wow. not a fan of meat spreads. Uh, oh, is it always meat? Huh. I've, yeah. I've made mushroom pate. That's gross uh-huh. too. Um, but Aww. yeah, no. Wow. I like a, I like pate. What if there was a lot of it? Yeah. What if it was it like, made me what if I saw, super irritating? What if you saw? Can ridges and little chunks of gelatin around the sides, which is what Ugh. the can of dog food has. Yeah, that's <laughs> disgusting. Well, but the gelatin might, you might also encounter that. In there was one gross, shot. Because it's the animal fat, not. There was one shot of Deanne and um, Stanley rip, like ripping into that pate when they were, <laughs> they were hoarding it away. And she like grabbed her arms around it. Yeah, she's hugging it. That was so disgusting of them oh. dipping crackers into it. I have to say though, that scene, <laughs> this is so gross. That scene made me want crackers so bad. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted, I wanted cheese and crackers. Like that, that just, that sensation. Yeah, I haven't had that in so long for some reason. I love the idea, rewrite corner, excuse me, excuse me, uh, that the first dogs <laughs> in the lab, they got really violent when they didn't get more. And I liked that idea so much. And I thought that was going to happen at the party. Like Deanne and Stanley were going to be knife yeah, fighting. Yeah, they're just going to start like <laughs> ripping chunks of flesh off of each yes. other's skulls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And eating them on crackers. Ripping yeah. hair. I loved yeah. that idea. I wanted them to get super violent and they had to lock them in a room overnight or in the bathroom or something. And so, in rest- the morning, they're just curled up and yeah. shaking. Maybe like, start wrestling. They start wrestling to tie into the wrestling thing. That would make sense. I like that idea. Well, I wanted Freeway to get violent. I wanted more violence. Well, I think we just don't, we don't see the crash for yeah. uh, Deanne and Stanley, but we also don't refer back to it. Like there's not the scene that you might expect where Stanley comes to work with his glasses on upside down and like his robe on yeah. over, you know, that doesn't happen. But it's true. We're led to believe that that will happen or that's something very Cujo-esque. Yeah. To put to seed it in the time period, something mega Cujo is going to happen because Pat Benatar slash Zora slash Ruby Braff says in the very beginning, she's like, when she's very kind of woodenly like listing the facts about the dog heroine, she's like, <laughs> without the food, he becomes crazed, right? Uh-huh. It's like, okay. And then she yeah. says it again in case like Dr. Cobb, who invented this in order to do exactly that in case he's not getting it. Yeah. (laughs) But I think that's fair because he spends a lot of the episode, either he's just talking so in such an affected manner that it just seems like he's condescending to everybody or Dr. Cobb kind of despite the weird little wrestling kink and the fact that he's in an electric wheelchair, he seems to feel like he is superior in many ways. I yeah. mean, he is superior in the sense that he's more sinister than anybody else <laughs> in this episode, but there's just a, a level of condescension. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I feel like Barbara is in a better place, even though she got strangled by Mr. K- by Ben Bates, <laughs> because uh, Ken Davern, her boss, who is in cahoots with these sinister dog heroine people, he still has the stones to condescend to Barbara every chance he gets. Yeah. And it's aggravating. And you can see her eyes like just sort of light up with 
perhaps rage behind, even behind her giant glasses. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, right? There's also, a lot of condescension in this episode. The, the creepy, what's her name? The Bond girl. Ruby. Her Ruby. character, Ruby Braff. Ruby Braff. She put him in the wheelchair. She put Dr. Cobb in the wheelchair with a wrestling move that she said was. The Argentinian backbreaker. Backbreaker, yeah. So, I mean, that's a weird relationship. <laughs> it's or It's just different. Yeah, different, different. I mean, I didn't want to shame any swingers, you know. I think swingers are great, and that's fine if that's what you're doing. I don't want to, like, shame them for trying to swing so hard. But they were – that was the strongest swinger come on to the hearts that we've seen ever before. Well, since since the British Bizarro Hearts. Yeah, even even stronger than that. I yeah, think. I think it's, it's even though more like that woman tried like that. to sell her vagina to Jonathan, <laughs> right? It's true, and yeah. this mm-hmm. was stronger. I think this was like a more powerful. Come on, you guys don't walk up to people in the park and say, "Do either of you wrestle?" <laughs> Not usually. <laughs> I don't walk up to people in the park. We love to wrestle. <laughs> right? She's she's like. We're always looking for new partners. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh. Okay. Like, we get it. Like, yeah. everyone in Earshot gets this. Everyone in the universe gets what you're trying to say right now. Yeah. But also, the the craziest part for me was, <laughs> was the sinister and condescending Dr. Cobb kind of, like, drops the pretense for a second when he tries to solicit Jonathan into wrestling girls against boys. Oh, yeah. And he's kind of like, like, wink, wink, like yeah. all, hey, man, to Jonathan and Jonathan, just like, <laughs> like, I'm wearing a neck scarf. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? They basically said, I want to wrestle your wife. Yeah. But she says, so then she's like, I've been, ever since I saw you, I've wanted to get you in a clinch or something like that, right? Oh, yep. 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 Oh, my God. Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, this episode. I don't know if you guys were thinking this. Probably not. Maybe I shouldn't even say it, but when they were doting on on Freeway and how he was going to be this new star, I was like, I'm sorry, but Freeway is not that cute. Oh, my God. You're talking about for, about for how you think Freeway is not fun again. Uh, oh my God. I, oh my I think God. he's very cute. I think Freeway's adorable. Oh. He, I, he is very hot for 1980. He's not celebrity cute, He's very though. Benji adjacent. They were just um, like, they were going way too far with that. No, that's what a cute dog looked like in the, in 1980. <laughs> you can see the ends of his hair, his long hairs look wet a lot of the time, and it needs to be trimmed off. You're just so used to Boba. Because she's, yeah, because she's the cutest in the she's world. She's perfect. And, mm-hmm. and Boba's beautiful. perfection for a dog. Without showing my hand too much, the only things about this episode that I really enjoyed <laughs> were, were things that I enjoyed them for weird reasons. So, first one was. The OG uh, health food is gross scene where Max has made beef bourguignon for for Freeway. Jonathan wants to eat it, but he can't because it's dog food. Well, he could have eaten it. Um, and then he's introduced to a salad, this giant salad that no one should eat. And <laughs> Jennifer comes in and, and blah, blah, blah. The dialogue in that scene was really snappy. It was really clean. It was actually funny, like surrounded by a comedy. We would have all laughed. Uh, it felt really Neil Simon to me. The other and the other one was that that you were just talking about. <laughs> yeah, freeway's disgusting and ugly. Yeah, and no, the scene where they were talking room. about uh, freeway needing a pre- an agent, and then yeah, oh, mm-hmm. then it you thought that, in, that scene was good. I thought it was cute. It was like in in connection with the previous scene. I was like, oh, this this is cute. Like this is Neil Simony, yeah. Like Max Dugan returns kind of shit, right? And I like it. Like I like it. I I I love that stuff. Yeah. The villains were so cartoony. I just thought it, so cartoony. If it was just her. Um, the villain. She should have been the scientist. She should have been everything. That she. Why was she this weird sidekick to Doctor Cobb? She should have been the main villain, and she should have been the scientist, and it would have been way better. I don't know why we needed the the double husband and wife scientist duo. Oh, they're not married. Yeah, they're not married. They're just wrestling partners. Oh, okay. Not even a couple? I think they're a couple. They're a couple of sorts. Okay, yeah, because they wrestle each other. Um, There's no romance in their involvement, but it's it's definitely physical. Yeah. (laughs) Right, like when you find the key to your lock, you better... 
Hang whole, on. Yeah, they're an odd <laughs> couple for sure. I just I want I, I like her so much that I want her to be the villain, but she kind of wasn't in a real way. It was weird. She was sort of a sidekick type person, and I don't know. There were a lot of bad guys too when they were short, they were voting on which. Uh, person they liked from the park to to actually have the commercial. There were like six people in that room, and I that was way too many people to keep track of for me. <laughs> <laughs> for like new people, there was the PA girl. Uh, there was the two main villains. There was the henchman. There was the owner of the dog food company, and I think there was even another person, maybe his wife or the something. Director. The director <laughs> also was a character. And the head of the advertising agency. Yeah. Ken Davern. Ken Davern. Who, his, when they discover his body, I really loved that scene. First of all, because he was doing something that I know actually happens for people working, you know, late at night in their offices, which is you just have on your desk lamp or whatever. But mm-hmm. I love that he called Jonathan from that moment where it's like it's nothing nothing good comes out of it when yeah. people are calling someone from their uh, all the other lights are off uh, office late at night mm-hmm. but when they come in and they there's just that extra creepy layer of him listening to his own dictaphone recordings that yeah. makes it so sinister and weird yeah. and then he's just sitting there and sitting there, not moving. You know, it's just like, oh, oh no. That was good. Oh, no. the, so good. I, I had a problem with Ken's phone call to Jonathan, <laughs> which I know I'm nitpicking, but it's a podcast. Uh, he says to Jonathan, <laughs> I don't want to tell you what I'm do- what, what's going on on the phone. I don't trust them anymore. And he says it over the phone. He knows they're listening. And he says to the people that are listening... I know you're listening and I'm just going to be sitting in my office waiting for this third party <laughs> yeah. to arrive. What the fuck? Not the brightest What a move. fucking moron. Yeah. <laughs> what an idiot. It yeah. sort of begs the question, who is listening? Like which of the, who are between Dr. Cobb and Ruby Braff is in charge of tapping the phones? Cutshaw is. Sort of, Cutshaw is. Oh, Cutshaw is? Mm-hmm. Oh, so he, then he's on the case. Mm-hmm. He seems like... The way that he comes out of those bushes uh, oh, at the yeah. heart's house over and over again, like he—that's like one of the best things I've seen. Mm. Not just heart to heart, but I mean, I feel like I might have to just <laughs> grab those moments because there's two of them yeah. as a gift that I can just watch endlessly and laugh my ass off, framing. but also be slightly afraid. It's so he great. He like parts the bushes and pokes his head through, and the and framing then he just, just, like recedes back and all the leaves like and the whole camera is full back. of just leaves that's the only it's, thing yeah. you see it's so just great leaves and mr Cutshaw. yeah Cutsh- i love that it's Cutshaw. so funny he does it twice it's amazing mm-hmm. I, uh, love it. I thought jennifer was looking at him for a second during those scenes but she's not nobody sees him is that she, at- she clearly like hears or sees something yeah. in the bushes, but it doesn't doesn't and that's at the heart's house right Mm-hmm. But then he doesn't do anything there. He just leaves, I guess. Right? He's just, I think he's just spying spying on them. I don't know what he was going to do. It's a lot of effort. To me, w- along this whole line of the their money-making prospect of making addictive dog food that freaks dogs out and makes them only want to eat that thing, mm-hmm. there's a lot of steps to that that just seems like no matter how much money that's going to get you, for me, I'm out. I don't want to do, it's too much effort. It's a lot of effort and a lot of thinking and just conniving and conspiracy and just it doesn't seem worth it to me. And one of them at one point says they appraised the company at a billion dollars. They're like, this is going to be a billion dollar company. And I was thinking, I don't think so. Dog food? Not sure. That's not going to be a billion dollar company. Maybe when they expand to human food, I guess they would they would open a fast food restaurant like a Burger King, McDonald's sort of place, and they would do Gaines Burgers for humans, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then people would become addicted to it. Well, That's just for humans, I mean, right <laughs> off the bat, though, Joe. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. You're saying like this isn't this isn't the this isn't the game you would you no. would play. Too you're much not effort. running this one. Yeah, but um, when I think in terms of people inventing drugs to get people addicted and then make money off of um, mm-hmm. their desperate need for your product. Opioids. I mean, I know Karen is a, is a favorite mm. 
uh, it was murder pod yeah. fast favorite yes. uh, villain. But, you know, like Karen's only looking to get like $500,000 or something, right? If mm-hmm. that, was it even that? Yeah. And, uh, you know, like if I feel like uh, Ruby and, and Dr. Cobb are taking it up a notch because even if it's not billions, I feel like, well, they're, they're going to make some money it's if an, this works. It's a sustainable industry that they're... <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of dogs mm-hmm. and they eat a lot of food. A lot of humans like me who love pate and would really like it in a bigger <laughs> container yeah. that you could just take home and eat by, on your own. Pate that you eat every night. And cry and laugh. Will I even know it? I'll just be so happy. The difference also was that Karen pursued the legal black market route immediately, which is more realistic, in my opinion, for someone who created a new drug to try to pursue it on the open market in, you know, it's very regulated. Probably not dog food. I don't think there's yeah, any FDA. not. But it would still be very easily, obviously, they found out immediately before it was even on the market, they found out about it. So it's not a very good plan. Just from a rational perspective, your plan sucks. It's easily traceable. It's you can figure it out immediately what's happening. They didn't even get it on the market. And it was found out, you know, so that's points off, in my opinion, this Mm. for the plot line. I now my mind is racing. And I'm just like, wait, does that mean? Sending your kid to a billionaire's house in the middle of the night and he's your son also a bad idea? <laughs> yes. Like, I'm, Joe, I would, you're making I would me argue, question everything. I would argue that, yes, and also... Do I act like I'm Southern and go on a cruise? Trying, like, to, get, <laughs> trying to get your, spou- your ex-spouse mm-hmm. to kill themselves on a Black Diamond like, ski run? Also not, I, the, not the most thought out I thought plan. This, I thought this dog food plan was brilliant. I, it makes sense to me. <gasps> I actually believe it. Wow. Double twist. Well, I Eric do, doesn't I, like pate, so it makes sense. Yeah, but I really thought this was this seemed legit the idea of testing out a food-based addictive chemical that can be added to human food on animals makes 100 percent sense to me mm. i do believe that has happened is happening absolutely um, i also full-on eat all that food and love it <laughs> like yeah. i'm totally like i'm the guy that if i have a quarter pounder mm-hmm. on monday I'm thinking about that quarter pounder until the following Monday. <laughs> He's really quarter pounder yeah, oriented. Because it's designed for you to do yeah. that. It's like uh, there was that great New Yorker article. I think the woman's father was one of the scientists that worked on developing like all of those flavor profiles and triggers. He was one of the chemists that wow. worked on it. It was fascinating. Hmm. Thing. Yeah. I can't remember if it was that he... Was it nacho cheese Doritos or was it Cheetos? I hope it was nacho cheese Doritos. Oh, Maybe it was Cool Ranch. But so he was one of the one of the people that that uh, you know did all the little little tweaks to the formula to mm. to make all your neurons fire in the best possible way. Like he the, got pew, you, like the Fourth right? of July, oh like the dragon boat races. Oh yeah, your neurons cannot wait to get another quarter pounder. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Doritos I'm, are just MSG, aren't they? I Isn't think that MSG the, is the main. Well, I I want to say like for me, <laughs> the MSG is my main like pull there. Where, where yeah. I'm definitely like I want the spark. I want the sparkle flavor in my mouth. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I want a shiny. I want shiny gums tonight. But uh, whatever they're at, whatever like addictive thing is being added to these things, I am so susceptible, and I am never giving it up. Like I'm just totally going to keep going for it if they suddenly made tofu that was like oh god i have to eat this fucking tofu i would eat the fucking tofu if they made bean sprouts that tasted like cool ranch doritos i would have (laughs) bean sprouts on every meal well don't use all our ideas on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) i'm having a remote where i'm like i'm nodding because i understand what you're saying but i'm also like oh i mean i like i Mm -hmm. like to eat tofu a lot Mm -hmm. I've been eating so much tofu recently. Yeah, I don't like tofu. Torfu? That's so crazy. Torfu? Are you confusing it with torfu? Torfu. <laughs> I've been making fried chicken tofu recently, and it's so realistic to fried chicken. It's crazy. If you mm. freeze it, says the vegan. You freeze it right. and then press like, it. Mm. But I eat fried chicken in in Japan, and so I I know what fried chicken tastes like, and it is the most realistic <laughs> fried chicken <laughs> texture. There's. 
There is something. If I can speak for the woman who who wanted the carrots at the party. So you're gonna have to wait for me and Ellen to finish laughing. Okay. Are you done? <laughs> Laugh at the vegan. <laughs> What even is it that I, was, that I said? <laughs> I don't even know what I said. That's why it's so funny. Oh, God. <laughs> what did I say? I don't even know what I said. <laughs> so this laboratory with the dog kennels, I don't know mm-hmm. where they were, but they had a big, like, grade school sign. Oh. If It says, if in doubt, ask, ask. with ask. a big exclamation yeah. point. And it's like, what middle school chemistry lab are you guys filming in that you have this? And it's very prominently displayed in yeah. one of the shots. The lab equipment is so hilarious. Yeah. And Every opportunity that they have to to show the back in the background, the bubbling beakers test tubes and, and beakers of mm-hmm. all the different rainbow colored stuff. Yep. It sort of reminded me of... Um, you know, like a Willy Wonka Slugworth kind of scenario, like where it's, or just maybe a very overly lit uh, lab from the first line of Monster Mash. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a grave, graveyard smash. I was working mm-hmm. in the lab on a Sunday night, cooking up dog food. That <laughs> <laughs> I want to wear culottes. I want to make some culottes like Deanne. Mm. Get the wearing... length right, because if you don't, it's tragic. Oh, what does it become? It's just ugly. Oh. I was like, are those culottes or are they gauchos? Max had a new, an apron that said sour medic. Is that what that said? Sour medic. And then hmm. it said antacids, uh, something else. Oh, weird. It's like an antacid. Yeah, indigestion uh, thing? remedies huh. at the bottom. I wonder if it was like a product placement kind of thing. I don't know. Anyways, that's all I have to say about the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, shall we? Shall we what? It's time to pick, pick your, your poke. You uh, first. I don't really have one, um, but I am going to stay true to myself and pick Mr. Cutswall. Cuts Cutshall? Cutshall. 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 Just because he's he's a large attractive man. He it was. I actually have a note <laughs> that says <laughs> Oh, this is embarrassing. Uh I wrote this very early on. Uh, a note that says Ken can get it. And then immediately after, <laughs> actually, never mind. Ken? <laughs> It was like the the first time we see Ken, the ad guy, it's outside at the shooting of the commercial. And I was like, oh, he's he's cute. Like he can get it. And then they show him indoors in actual lighting. And I was like, nope, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cut Mr. Cutshall, Cutsall, Cutshall was a very close second to Dr. Cobb. For me, Dr. Cobb is, like we said at the beginning of, so just so huggable. I just really want to, oh, he just looks so cute. He's adorable. And I remember him from Malcolm in the Middle. He might get my poke too. He's so adorable. He's really cute. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He's a German daddy. He, uh, (laughs) he, um, (laughs) does something. I just have to say this before, before I submit my poke for your consideration uh-huh. um, judgment <laughs> that he does a thing that's happened pretty frequently in heart to heart which is criminals disguising their voices to make phone calls but disguising their voices with <laughs> even more insane criminal sounding voices <laughs> and i yeah. think that doc- dr cobb also did that and his voice was <laughs> I don't I don't know what how I would describe the unusual amalgam of cartoonish European question mark yeah. accents that he uses to lure the hearts um when he found, out of their home their to yeah to come pick up food. <laughs> like he's like his tag says whatever and your phone number was on the collar. 
Yeah, this is. I bought, I bought a picture of him doing. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at that. That's a bit. That seems about right. That's the yeah. face you make when you're doing a voice when like you're that. Doing that voice. I seem to have now, found your now dog. I'm, now I'm wondering why yeah. Ruby is in my poke. Like, um, Ruby was the most stylish and oh, attractive yeah. person in the episode. Ruby she's, is my poke. She's oh. kind of scary to me. Obviously, <laughs> nice. But yeah, like Ruby's the most attractive one. She had yeah. Karen, she had Karen energy. And she, she, she was a great villain. She was just having fun and looking great. Even in this shot, she has this Oh, that sweater with the sweater. Like, fucking stars and shit. Ugh. Oh, I think Max. it's a, like a harem-like jumpsuit. Maybe it's a two-piece outfit, but I was like, ooh, that's like it's intergalactic, great. planetary. Some shoulder pad stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Really great. Really good. I don't, I, she's not my poke because I don't want to fuck her. I want to record her band. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like she cool just she's she's definitely in the best band in mm-hmm. 1980 in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but she's, she's great. The Ellen. Ellen, you, Ruby is your Ruby's your pick. Sure, Ruby. I mean I just like her the best in this episode, so I'm going with that. What is with the hearts and pushing wheelchair paraplegics into bodies of water? Because it's happened twice, and that's an insane amount for even a series. Of- <laughs> <laughs> there's some there's some villainization of paraplegic people going on here. It's a, yeah, it's like it's like the villainization of paraplegics and health food. There's been you've caused me to reflect on other characters that were wheelchair bound during this season. And so there's the initial oh, what's his name? Mr. Baldwin. He's in a wheelchair and then he's shot. Yeah. And then replaced by the person that's pretending to need a wheelchair. Which there's way freeway? The grandfather. The mm-hmm. other the dog grandfather in Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. He's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And so neither of those people get thrown into uh, <laughs> situations where they, if they were really in tr- they would drown. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, th- I think that's, that's a 50, 50 split. Okay. You're right. I mean, Mr. Baldwin's shot, but that's not to do with his being Needing a wheelchair. He doesn't get spilled out of his wheelchair ever in that episode? He never gets tipped over? No. Okay. So, yeah, you're right. In terms of representation, it is... (laughs) There is... (laughs) I I don't think we can call this representation. No, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, you can. There's paraplegic representation that doesn't get pushed into a pool, at least... At the very least, they are showing people in wheelchairs who aren't pushed into bodies of water, (laughs) as well as people who are... Which because is a, that's the concern. That is a concern. If these were the only two people in wheelchairs in the heart-to-heart universe and they both got pushed into bodies of water, that would be like, what the fuck do you have against people in wheelchairs? At least there are other people in wheelchairs. Who okay, can we also like water. can we also please take into account that two of the people that we mentioned that were in these episodes were not actually paraplegics, they were pretending to right. be. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The and we Monte don't Carlo. know that they're paraplegics. We just know that they have mobility issues Correct. that require them to Correct. rely on a wheelchair. Uh, though she was faking in Monte Carlo, so she deserved to be pushed in a pool, honestly. Because <laughs> she, she did deserve to be pushed in a pool. I, she, I think she did. Mostly yeah. because she said, You must feel some shame taking me from my own I hope you feel some shame taking me from my own home. Oh, yes. And yeah. this, this, the one thing about this episode that we did get that I was really happy about. Should we say it together? I don't know what it is. <laughs> so no. Gainsburgers? <laughs> Gainsburgers? Jennifer in the car on her way to foil the crime picks up the phone. Uh, and oh, says, LA Mobile. LA Mobile. LA Mobile. LA Mobile. LA Mobile. Right. She, she says it twice. She says it twice. <laughs> Why do they say it twice wow, every time? Face down that. It's like it's like operator operator. It's like the this one like get me north side. Yeah. LA Mobile, LA Mobile. Can we get to ratings? We can get to ratings. I just want to get it over with. Uh, oh, wow. One. Ooh. This is a one. Um, I laughed quite a bit, and that's why it's a one and not a zero. I didn't like this episode. I thought it was very stupid. Um, even though it's a freeway-centric episode, it wasn't enough freeway. Uh, I also didn't get any enjoyment out of seeing portrayals of a dog being poisoned. Uh, that's <laughs> That's not cute to me. Uh, and as much as I love Ruby, I thought that performance, <laughs> as as truly great as that performance is, it's like me saying the dude that plays 
Mr. Misopheles in Cats did Ugh. a great job yeah. because he oh, just God. went for it. Yeah. And yeah, I don't care. It was dumb. Yeah. One. Wow. This is the worst heart-to-heart episode I've seen yet. Holy shit. I am going to give it a two. Uh, it, for all those reasons you said, I didn't hate it as much as you seemed to. It had a plot that was at least somewhat believable and original and uh, I don't know. It didn't really come together for sure, but I really love Ruby. I really loved her and I loved Dr. Cobb, even though I think she should have just been the, the main villain and he should have maybe been a sidekick. It was entertaining at least. There, well, also, we haven't even, have, none, none of us brought up in our minute maxes or during the whole thing that 30 second car chase that they tried to just like jam in. That was yeah. so weird. And they wrecked cars for that. There was something, I, I liked it because it was in an actual LA neighborhood, like yeah. just kind of residential neighborhood. Yeah. And a, a plot of land that was being developed. Uh-huh. And they used it for a car chase. Yeah. And they somehow got a car to jump over another car. Yeah. Those, just to crash into another car. What are those Cadillacs? <laughs> that was really. Is that what those are? Those giant boat cars that are. They look like Dodge Chargers. Chargers. Like, they're just so 70s wide. And I've yeah, seen just so, American cars. so much TV of those crashing into each other that it just doesn't phase me anymore, I think, of. I'm they're just, built to be crashed into. Yeah, they're just big wrecking boats. They're just big <laughs> rectangles, basically. Like they, it does does not phase me. It's not shocking at all to see them do the wildest shit with these giant rectangle metal cars. I'm just like, that's so. We none of us even mentioned the car chase that happened because it was so. It wasn't quick. mentionable. And it's it, inconse- inconsequential. It really right? is. And the villains, they they give up after they crash into that one car. They're just like, well, okay, they got away. Yeah. And that's that. Ellen, so, well, too. enjoy the boat cars because, um, of course, there's the oil crisis happening while they're making this show. Oh. And then it's going to be small, small cars. Um, no more fun boat cars for a long, long time until people decide they want to drive giant SUVs. SUVs. <laughs> even though they are soft hands people. I'm okay with it. Um, I, I'm really torn about my rating for this episode. Um, and normally I just, you know, like I don't have a sense of humor, so I don't like that kind of, uh, whatever that is. You don't have a sense of humor <laughs> is like the most incorrect thing you've ever uh, yeah, said true. in my, it, like in the entire time I've known you, <laughs> that is the biggest lie you have ever told. <laughs> Subterfuge. The, I just mean, it's, it's that thing that I go back to that I've mentioned before where it's like, I don't, there's certain kinds of humor that I don't laugh at yes. and it makes me feel weird that I don't laugh at it. Yeah. Well, it's um, bad. But very popular kinds of humor. So you, I just have a reaction against like the comic relief of a certain type because I just know that it's going to make me feel uncomfortable because I don't find it funny. And so this episode, I actually really enjoy this episode um, because it is off the charts in terms of campiness um shout out Tina Martina (laughs) (laughs) it's just it gels for me in a way that's more successful than some of the other episodes that have similarly over the top James Bondy type things like usually I think I don't really go for that there has to be a lot of other things around that to make me feel comfortable and uh safe and open-hearted and this one for some reason it just it just cracked me up I think it's probably it's just so strange and it's just, you know, and somebody in a wheelchair gets pushed into a vat, you know? (laughs) Of dog food, a vat of dog food. The the character of of Ruby, I think just is so dazzling and piques my curiosity. For me, she's confounding. It's it's just, it's ludicrous and it's, I, I just like, the campiness in this episode. And that's not usually something that I would say, I don't think so. I can't quite figure it out, but our question is, is it a good show? Not if I love, love the episodes for the most part, right? It's, it's a, it's a balance. There's a context there. So it's not, it's not like I laughed, I cried. It's a five. I was like Deanne on dog hair. On <laughs> um, dog fuss. Dog fuss. Uh, Stanley. So I'm going to, so it's so tough. I'm really right between a two and a three. Hmm. Um, so a two point five. <laughs> you can, Am I allowed to you do can that? Do it. Yeah. yeah, of course. 
That's the middle. Yeah, then I'm gonna, yeah, then exactly I'm gonna give it half. my first. I think this is my is this my first half braiding? Yeah. Maybe this not. is also the first time that me and you have uh, not agreed. Right. Also, because I'm looking down at the upcoming episodes and. One of my most absolute favorite episodes in the entire series is coming up Ugh. very, very soon. And so I'm sort of now thinking about that and comparing in my head. Um, but I'll go two and a half. Two and a half. It's just so, so fucking weird. I got okay. to throw the half in there. Well, Murder is a Man's Best Friend garners a score of 5.5. So this is a heart murmur. It's a very, it's a very low, low heart, heart murmur. murmur yeah. Thanks, Ellen. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it, I agree. It's, it's the least enjoyable episode of season two so far. Definitely. So far. I agree that it's and not a heartworm. I think it's a heartworm. I think, there's, I, I think it's pretty bad. I think there's things that save it a little bit, yeah. at least. It's entertaining But it's enough. not just about me. It's about us. Yeah. And... What are us watching next week, Ellen? Yeah, Ellen, what are we watching? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, this episode has one of my favorite murders from the entire series Ooh. in it. Um, it's also, it's about that time of the year. You know, it's the holidays. So, originally airing on December 16th, 1980. Tis the season to be murdered. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's time. Industrial espionage is a problem at Heart Toy Company, thanks to a toy robot. When the investigator Jonathan is hired as murdered, the hearts go undercover in an attempt to foil the crooks and save the company from financial destruction. So it's like Chucky? <laughs> Chucky's a doll, not a robot. <laughs> He's a robotic doll. He's a cursed doll. Mm, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a pallor this episode is. It really has. And it's been, I, I, it's another streak of not easily talked about episodes. It's like a, it's a weird like slope to me because it, it's, this season started out so yeah. high. Yeah. The first two episodes of the season were so high. And then it's just been like a very roller coaster dive <laughs> hmm. down. Like, there's no juice for us to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still enjoying it. Yeah. I still am loving watching these people and I love these characters. And there were moments of this episode that I found very enjoyable. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm ready to move on. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, please follow us on Instagram at It Was Murder Pod. <laughs> follow us on Twitter It Was Murder Pod. Write to us at, at It Was Murder Pod at gmail.com. Uh, we're still waiting for your Minute Maxes. Come on. Jenny can't be the only one that can do this, but hey, Jenny, want to do another one? Mm -hmm. The floor is open. And if anyone thinks, not that they can do better, but if if you can just do one, and actually, if you could do worse, <laughs> it would be really fun to listen to. Well, we like, can't start I, getting I, mad at our listeners. No, 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 no. I'm not mad at anybody. I just, I want you to get, get involved. Come on. We're inviting you onto the podcast. Please be on it. Well, doggone it. Doggone it. I hope Ugh. you are I hope that you are done with your DTs and sleeping well. <laughs> Good night, freeway. Good night, freeway. <laughs> Good night, freeway.